Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you today? I'm good. I've got a uh, Caro Macchiato Starbucks uh, coffee drink. Trying to one-up Chris Broad on his uh, coffee consumption. I've had three coffees and I'm ready to get funky, baby! <laughs> I... Just this morning, I bought the most expensive coffee I've ever had, and I feel kind of sad about it. Are you familiar with the Korean pop sensation, BTS? Yes, the Bangtan Boys or something. Yeah, (laughs) I I thought it meant behind the scenes. I'm not, (laughs) but then I am (laughs) definitely not their target market. But uh, Mm. they brought out some cold brew coffee, right? And I love cold brew coffee, but it's quite hard to find in convenience stores. And um, I bought it without looking at the price, and then I drank it. (laughs) And it was all right. And then I saw like a news story online about fans in Japan being angry that the BTS cold brew coffee is so damn expensive. And I was like, oh, right. shit, was it? And I went back down and had a look. It was 500 yen for a, mm. a BTS cold brew coffee, like $5 for a little coffee, a little kind of – it was kind of like somewhere in between a can and a bottle. A cottle, the Bantam boys like need their it. cut, mate. They need their cut. They, you know, if you put the Bantam boys on the side of the uh, cold brew coffee, sales are going to go up. But they need their taste, baby. They need their <laughs> money. They need their cash. <laughs> it's so expensive, though, Pete. I couldn't believe yeah. I bought it, and I felt pretty bad about that. So now I'm back to my Nespresso coffee. No more oh. premium cold brew coffee for me from BTS. <laughs> but um, on the subject of wacky food and drink this week there was like a domino's have launched a fish and chip pizza um it's just basically fish and chips smothered no over one a pizza. asks for that surely what's well, like is, what is it with all these like fish and chip variants i like, remember the fish and chip pringles last year now mm. dreadful they were like apparently I, it's I mean, quite good this i mean I, did, I, I never had them but i just can't imagine what's well, just so it's like um congealed um fried <laughs> lumps of fish and chips on top of a pizza i mean look the italians get upset about um the use of uh, pineapple most weeks they, wait until you hear <laughs> that true. wait until they hear this they're gonna be fuming well not only that but the um i mean i think fish and chips could work right it's just a bit of f- fried fish and potato but they've yeah put actual lemon slices and peels of like lemon all over it and it looks like more no. lemon than pizza and this just cannot oh, work but that is disgusting absolutely foul quite frankly i uh, <laughs> i can't say i'll be uh, i'll be reaching for the phone and ordering a domino's fish and chip pizza anytime soon Although i imagine after giving to peer pressure and get one at some point right What's the point? I mean, you'll have to do it for the gram. You'll have to do it for, for the show, yeah. presumably. I mean... It's inevitable, le- isn't it? 
I mean, f- fish and chip. I, I would say that like fish and chip is nice, but I wouldn't say it's <laughs> fish and chip ever is been, nice. Like, well, fish and chip is nice. Fish and chip is nice, but I can't. I can't imagine. I, I just. Can't, I've never sort of. I've never had something that was fish and chip flavored that I haven't sort of gone. I mean, that tastes nothing like fish and chips. It's true. It looks disgusting. I mean, the the fish and chip in question, um, pizza. Like you're right. There's too much lemon peel. Like the lemon, you're gonna have to fish out the lemon from the, the from underneath the congealed <laughs> lumps of fish and chips. It's disgusting. Absolutely foul. It's not ideal. And I saw somebody on um, on Twitter complain, right? Like, oh, this this is dreadful. Why would you do this? You insult my people. I think they're a British Twitter user. And um, they, Domino's Japan, were like, oh, we're very sorry. We think our pizza's good. We'll send you a free one. So they've been sending out free pizzas, <laughs> as far as I can tell. I think they sent one yeah. to um, Aki, uh, Joey's girlfriend, Aki Dearest. And uh, right. yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard the review, though. So as soon as I know if it's good or not, you'll be the first to know. Right here Chris, on the podcast. Look, you are a man who um, who I'm values quality. Uh, as a director, you, you value quality. You want to provide the very best uh, high production values you can. True. Uh, but fundamentally, I think we all know what we want on your channel very soon. Just get yourself down. Pete. What, what time is it in uh, What time is it in Sendai? What time is it now? Seven, 17 minutes right. past 7 p.m. You could, have, you could film uh, a video that will gross over a million views very, very easily. <laughs> If not more, get it, get get it ordered now. Get it delivered and do a bit of filming, mate. Easy peasy. I can be I'm your like, manager. That. You get you that, get Pete. that fish. <laughs> you don't that. do it. They'll all be doing it. All your little J vlog buddies. They're all going to be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> my J vlog buddies. J vlog buddies. My Kit Kat and fish and chip days are behind me. Trying weird British foods and snacks. I've, I think I'll be on that. I might be on that. I'm <laughs> no. not be on that. I'm Why would you be on, on that? Why would you do that oh, to God. yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on for Fish and Chip Pizza. We've got a story this week from Andrew. And uh, it begins, Ooh. Hey, Chris and Pete, my name's Andrew from Arizona. Very nice. Chris, I was just listening to the episode where you talked about Japanese people randomly asking you your thoughts and feelings on something on a given event. Uh, and I wanted to share my PTSD-induced nightmare that can only be known as Kansor. So Kansor kind of means like um, concluding thoughts or like wrap, wrapping up thoughts. And so when mm. you go to like a, a work party in Japan, often your Japanese colleagues, because you're the foreigner, they're like, oh, go on, Chris, you do the Kansor, you give your thoughts on how this went. And then you have to stand there awkwardly and be like, oh, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Sitting in a room, getting drunk and talking. This is really fun. I'm glad we did this. And that is the sort of crap you have to do. But Continuing Andrew's story, now you know the context of Kansor. A few years ago, I was studying at the Fukuoka Kyokudai Daigaku when the local government reached out uh, and asked if we wanted to, to participate. Uh, Katsua Shuzo Sake Festival. Oh, that could be good. Even though my Japanese was subpar, I was more than eager to accept that it was a decision that I soon regretted. On the day of the festival, four of my classmates and myself were dressed as samurai and hurried into the parade with no explanation. We wrangled in praise from locals and waved around our plastic katanas. Before I knew it, we were approaching what I assumed was the end of the parade. However, it turned out to be the halfway point where all the participants were shuffled in a square with numerous TV cameras set up. My classmates and myself were lined up in front of the rest of the participants, and from what I could gather, the announcer started introducing the various groups and people that were participating in the parade. The horror of the situation didn't set in until I heard my name and console in the same sentence. <laughs> I panicked. I didn't know what console meant. 
I turned to my classmates to ask, but there was no time. Before I knew it, there was a microphone thrust into my hand and I was pushed on stage and the sea of people and cameras focused in on what I had to say. I didn't know what to do. There must have been an entire minute of silence before a classmate yelled from the back, tell them what you think about the festival. I was in shock and unable to act. Words escaped me and what little Japanese I knew had all but disappeared. I figured I would hit them with the self with the self intro first. I thought the Japanese always love a good self intro, but I was barely able to rattle off my name. I apologized for my Japanese being bad by saying it was Hitakso, uh, which literally means shit. Uh, my Japanese is shit. <laughs> then I then as if I were asking a question in my highest pitched voice, I said this 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 festival's interesting, it's isn't interesting. it? Interesting. <laughs> it must have been the quietest place on earth. There were several seconds of agonizing silence before the microphone was then just quietly removed from my hand and I was asked to go and join my classmates once again. My classmates later informed me later uh, that I basically said my Japanese was shit on national television. I've done many consoles since then, but none were ever as bad as that one. As a general rule of thumb, I now always have something generic prepared just in case there is ever another surprise cancel. Anyway, I love the podcast. <laughs> Keep up, guys. All the best. Andrew. Cancel Andrew. Andrew, you dirty, foul-mouthed freakazoid. <laughs> I love it. Very <laughs> enjoyable. I mean, swearing in <laughs> Japan, you just don't really hear it that much. You mm. know. You certainly don't hear it on the television. It reminds me of when, like, um, Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, he every now and again says shit and fuck on on television because <laughs> he forgets where he is and he forgets that it's a, a bad word in English. Uh, that's always enjoyable. But if you do it with charm, you do it with a smile on your face, it'd be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I hate these situations because I've obviously done it a lot over the years and... Uh, mm. Or whenever there's like a TV crew around, they'll come and harass me. Like I did a, a tour guide trip thing over Sendai a few years mm. ago with um, some Japanese folks and some other foreigners. And we had to sort of go to these locations and comment on what we thought of a statue and what we thought mm. of a field. And the TV crew came along and like asked me my thoughts. We went to Sendai Castle and Sendai Castle is not a castle. It's just ruins. It's just like some bricks. Right. And <laughs> they came and interviewed me and they were like, Chris San, what do you think of Sendai Castle? And I went, <laughs> he said, it's rubbish. Uh, I literally said, like, Castle Shiro, Shiro, right? I said, like, Shiro, Shiro, Dokuda. <laughs> Where's the fucking castle? Like, that was my thought. Like, Where's the fucking castle? And so, just a clip of me going, Shiro, Dokuda. And then I remember <laughs> later that evening, I was with some Japanese friends in like a bar in Sendai, and the TV came on. And it was like, we went with some foreigners around Sendai. And it's just me going, Shiro, Dokuda. And looking really angry. <laughs> and that was like the resounding clip from that segment. So there you go. Console. I, 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 speaking of uh, being spotted on television, I received Ooh. a uh, text from uh, one of my one of my bezies saying, "Why is uh, why is Chris Broad on uh, Amazon Prime uh, doing oh, his flipping documentary? <laughs> it's coming, mate. It's been served up to people. Why is it still a thing? Yes. Have you watched it yet? <laughs> God, no. You've, you've already warned me off. It said it's terrible. He said it's awful. No, I'm it's the watch best. It's awful. Oh, it's the best it's documentary about cats you'll ever watch. <laughs> Sit down with your love of your life on the sofa. <laughs> do, do you like cats, Pete? Are you a cat man? No, cut me ass. Watch cut it anyway. It's, it's, watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I did that documentary, didn't I? Cat Nation back mm. in 2016. And I did. I thought, oh, you know, the documentary, it'll just it'll happen, then everyone will forget about it. And I wasn't very good at it. 
because I'm not that enthusiastic about cats. And <laughs> you can tell that in the video. And right. um, and the problem is, like, one of the hardest things as a presenter is choosing your personality, who you're going to be. And because mm. I didn't know my audience on that documentary, I just, I'm just really boring. So I'm like, oh, it's a cat every scene for like an hour. <laughs> oh, cats, isn't it? And I, and then I'm a little bit sarcastic later on. Yeah. But then if you look at like the reviews, it's like, who's this angry British guy? He doesn't even like cats or Japan. He's racist and he's horrible. Rah. It's like, <laughs> this is a disaster. Why did I agree to this? But like, it just won't die. It's just everywhere. It's on Emirates. <laughs> it's on ITV. It's on like yes. every TV show in Estonia and Poland and Mongolia. And it's just, we're just there. Why would it go? And now it's on Amazon Prime. And Amazon must have bought it, I think, because you can stream yeah. it for free if you've got Amazon Prime. Well, it, it'll be—I de- mean, it's been delivered to people I know. I know. Realize that I realize that a lot of my friends will have the same kind of um, kind of uh, Interest. algorithmic interests as I have. But I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's very amusing that uh, yeah, you're getting served oh. up like some hot soup, hot crisp broad soup to everyone. It's dreadful. When I right, whenever a video I don't like or that I'm not happy with, I delete it or I unlist it, and then no one sees oh. it ever again. If no this was a Raw Japan it. video, it would be unlisted. It would be consigned <laughs> to the archives. But clearly, the guy that produced it, a really nice uh, Australian chap called Tim, he must have done very well out of this. Mm. I remember the first few years, you know, it took him years to get this off the ground. And he was, I think, mm. a bit worried about it. But he must have sold it to everyone and their mum, given it's on planes, it's on trains, it's on like TVs and Amazon. He must have everyone got some pretty cats. good distribution. Everyone likes Japan. Everyone likes Chris Broad. That's what I'm hearing. Well, they don't, do they? Go look at the reviews. We should re- we should just read through the reviews. They're really bad. It's like really? this guy doesn't get cats. Yeah, it's pretty depressing. This guy I, I completely get understand cats. it. I understand it because I'm not the guy. It should be like someone who likes cats. And because I've got I got like a bit of a cat allergy. In every scene, I'm like very reluctant to touch the cats. Like there's a cat, and I'm like, oh, it's a cat, and I like tap it on the head, and then move my hand back, and then. It's just yeah. it's, that's the level we're talking about. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying to find it. No, oh, I'm trying God. to find it on Amazon Prime. You, 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 continue the show, and I'll uh, continue I'll the show. Continue the show, Chris, and I'll find the uh, reviews on it. <laughs> Why didn't we get Natsuki the movie on uh, Amazon Prime, Pete? Why isn't Natsuki the movie on there? Why isn't any of the things I've made on Amazon Prime? How do you get? I think you'd, get I think you'd, you'd kind of need to uh, explain who. <laughs> who uh, Natsuki was, I think, before that actually went. So <laughs> Japan's most eccentric man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But there you go. Cat Nation. Go and watch it on Amazon Prime. Leave a nice review, guys. Cheer me up. Cancel out those firstly, one-star reviews. Oh, for, is a five-starer. Firstly, Chris hey. Broad isn't it? Uh, firstly, Chris Broad isn't a BBC presenter. Chris Broad He's far- God damn it. Chris Broad isn't a BBC presenter. He's far better. And I'm not sure what kind of crack some of the other people have been smoking with these reviews. Also, this isn't Hearts of Darkness. It's a documentary about cats. (laughs) Get a grip, you maniacs. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Now read that bad one. A missed opportunity to study what makes cats part of the Japanese DNA. The presenter is a British YouTuber living in Japan, and there's no shortage of those, who makes videos that look at (laughs) Japanese culture. He is at best indifferent to his subject, and at worst, condescending. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally your act, mate. That's literally your act. Sneering, sarcastic horse ruins it. (laughs) I'm not the man. I'm not the man for the job. All he does is go around and looking at all the cat things in Japan and takes the piss. <laughs> By the end, I'm left wondering why he made the show if he doesn't seem to like cats. Three stars because show. it does have cute cats. <laughs> I didn't make the show. I just turned up and looked at cats. <laughs> to be fair, some of the shit we put in there is wacky. I don't know why they're trying to make it out like it's some 
profound, like moving documentary. Mm. It, we literally went to like a place where you can like <laughs> drink cat wine. It's a wine oh, for cats. Nobody wants and it just that. Just tastes like crappy black currant with laced with cyanide. <laughs> and uh, what else did we do? We went to a <laughs> we went to an office where people can take their cats in. Sounds good, mm. right? Oh yeah, take yeah. my cat into work. Cat office. You got a bloody allergy. Cat office. Brilliant. <laughs> but we get we went in and. There's just cats all over the cables munching the keyboards. Like half the equipment was broken because the cats just eaten their way through the equipment. And there's like mm. these like half eaten cables dangling off the back of computer screens. And uh, <laughs> it just it just was really impractical and not good. Like it sounds kind of cute on paper, but it was to put it bluntly, an absolute shit show. Um, what else do we do? <laughs> we interviewed a guy who made literally billions of dollars by dressing up cats in clothes and making them look like karate masters. That was kind of cool. And we went to a cat train in Wakayama, where there's like a a train that looks like a cat. Oh, so there's no no train. I mean, there's no cats on the train. I imagine having cats running around on an electrified train line, probably probably not great. (laughs) The cat is the train. Well, <laughs> to be fair, they this 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 train right. This this is mental. There's a train station in Wakayama Prefecture. It's just near Osaka, and uh, they have a cat basically with a little station master's hat on called mm. Tama, and that was it. And people would come from like all over Japan to see the station master cat, and it was a really bemused cat that just sits in like a box. And people were like, "Oh, Tama-chan, how are you?" <laughs> It and really then he is. died. And then it died. Oh no! And and then they were like, "Oh, this cat generated literally millions of dollars for our local economy. Let's cash in on this." So they got another cat that looks similar, called it Tamachan too, and then built a train <laughs> that looks like a cat and has an entire cat cat interior. And it's just, but it works. People from all over Japan come. People in Taiwan and Korea come mm. to see the cat train station to look at the cats. It's genius. It's absolutely imagine genius. If you, imagine if you were an unemployed person in that town. You'd be fuming. <laughs> You'd be fuming. That Immigrants cat's taking a job. your job. Immigrants <laughs> are one thing. Cats taking your job. It's a whole different ballgame. But they reckon, they, they reckon this cat, Tama, before it passed mm-hmm. away, God bless, uh, they reckon it generated like $10, $15 million for the local economy. And then there's, and- a, there's like a gravestone for the cat in the train station as well. It's all very emotional. <laughs> I hope we got some good food before it died. I hope we got the best, whatever A5 salmon is, before it went. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the reason to watch the documentary, Pete. Have have Mm. I sold it to you yet? No, because I'm not. I like dogs. I'm a dog guy. I don't dislike cats. I just, I just, they don't seem to like me. Or maybe I've just not found the right cat yet. We'll have to make a sequel, Dog Nation. Where I'll go and dog Nation, the dog yes, please. It's even more condescending than last time. It's a dog, isn't it? Like, uh, dogs <laughs> don't, don't care. Dogs don't care. I I just got back from a shoot in um, Akita Prefecture with Ryotaro, right? And we had to go mm. and film the uh, Akita dogs. It's mm. quite cool. It's an Akita dog museum in the middle of nowhere, the most remote part of like North Japan. And it must be like a, a $20 million dog museum. It's really quite impressive. And there's dogs you can sit with and pat on the head and stuff. That's there's, nice. Uh, I like there's that. A big, there's a big drawing of uh, – there's a big piece of artwork with Vladimir Putin with his favourite Akita dog that was gifted to him by the mayor he, of he, somewhere um, in Akita. Doesn't um, – um, didn't when um, Angela Merkel visited uh, That's right, yeah. the Kremlin, didn't he sort of uh, – because she's scared of dogs. He unleashed he got his it. big dog out because he's such a fucking alpha. 
What a lad. Such an alpha. What a lad. Yeah, I remember that video. So I think in um, in 2011, when the earthquake happened, the disaster, Putin and Russia sort of came to Japan's aid. And to thank mm. Putin, the mayor of a town, I think it's Odate in Akita, gifted him an Akita dog because Putin loves uh, dogs. And uh, yeah, Angela Merkel turned up. It's a, a shot of Angela Merkel just sitting on a chair, I think, just looking absolutely terrified as this massive Akita dog comes rolling out and like starts barking everywhere. And, uh, Pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> From Poor old Angela it? Merkel. Oh, How? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dog, dog nation. Let's make it happen. Dog nation. I don't think- Let's make it happen. It's not really a dog nation, though, is it? So I don't know if it would work. We also went to a cat <laughs> cafe, right, that serves pasta, and you can sit in this room surrounded oh. by 25 cats and eat a pasta filled with cat hair. Is that something you're interested in? <laughs> No, I've been to a cat cafe before, and it was just—it just smelled bad. It's like it's just too—it's too warm. It's in the middle of summer, um, and it's just Pretty this grim. cat cafe yeah. absolutely honks. <laughs> well, if you're not interested in cat cafes, I also in that documentary, and this is gonna—this is gonna be the final piece of the puzzle to mm. sell it to you, Pete. There's a cat mm. bar somewhere in West Tokyo where you can sit there, have your beer, have some pretzels, and then have cats walk all over you like a cat bar. Well, it's just a bar with some cats in. Is right. that is that good? Is that exciting? Again, yeah. again, like ah. reduce the amount of cats, increase the amount of booze. That's all I'm asking. All right, I want a bar bar that sells bar stuff, <laughs> booze, <laughs> problems. Bar, bar. I don't need oh, solutions. Dear, I, dear. I need problems. Absolutely, don't we all, Pete? <laughs> oh my god! But there you go, Cat Nation guys, check it out. I, this has been a massive segue. We're going to have to abandon the news story of the week because we just talked about Cat Nation. We'll, we'll do back it next moment. time. We'll do it next week. We'll be back in a moment with the Facts Machine with your stories and questions. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Dawson? Questions. A cat-related email. (laughs) Hello, Chris and Pete from the Midlands of Ireland. Ireland's Midlands. My name is Frank. The thing is, I have decent-sized feet. Once again, people get in touch with the Bronjman podcast just boasting about how blooming huge they are. And, and as a man of diminutive stature, I take umbrage with that. I take a shoe size of UK 15, says uh, Frank, which is just gigantic. Gig- I'm an eight. And like, I don't have small yeah. feet, but I, I'm an eight. That is ridiculous. 15. Um, 50.5 in the EU, which means my foot is just over a foot in length. <laughs> like a set square. What's going on there? Sideshow um, Bob. Well, this causes a few issues while, uh, whilst buying shoes and especially finding comfortable socks that don't shirk after a wash. As the largest shoe, shoe size uh, that shops in Japan go up to are a men's UK 10, I can imagine this uh, may cause some issues if they try and provide me with slippers that would probably take a few to cover a single foot of mine. I wonder, should I purchase a pair of slippers before I go over and have them with me when I go to a place that requires slippers to avoid any awkward situations when they try to find a pair that fit? Would this be an issue or would places be all right with me using socks instead of the slippers provided? Frank O'Meara Haslam, massive <laughs> bloody feet, and he's provided a picture of, um, a little cat, one of the cats, one of his cats, oh, uh, yeah. using his farm boots as a place to rest. And uh, it looks like uh, it looks like a sort of poster you'd see on a Forever Friends uh, poster you'd buy in Woolworths in the nineties. Um, it really very is cute. very cute cats indeed. In um, but uh, yeah, Frank's Frank's worried about getting slippers in uh, in in Japan. Big problems. I mean, <laughs> this has been a nightmare for me. I, I, I the Frank said that. The largest shoe size in Japan's UK size ten, but even they, mm. pretty difficult to find. Like in the past, I've had to like fly home to the UK, not not especially to get shoes, but like I basically that's like top of the my to do list when I go to the UK. Apart from drink mm. cider and eat cheese, like it's get lots of shoes and bring them back. Shoe smuggling run because you just mm. cannot get them here and it's not fun. Size fifteen though, I mean no. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> no. have to get, it's not happening. Um, should I purchase a pair of slippers before I go? Yeah. Bring bring the slippers. Because the little slippers you get in Japanese inns and hotels certainly aren't going to fit. They're going to look like that's going to be enough to cover one of your toes at best, Frank. So, yes, <laughs> you're not in much luck, unfortunately. Uh, we've got one here from Luke. He says, hello, lads. I enjoy listening to the podcast while doing my postal delivery around rural Suffolk. That's nice. That's lovely. Mm. I, when visiting Japan in 2018 for three weeks on our honeymoon, one particular night, we were awoken by an almighty crash at the front of the, air, at the, front of the place because the air conditioner had fallen and smashed into the wall by the bed. Oh. It was literally inches away from crushing my wife in her sleep. On further investigation, it was clear that the air conditioning unit had been held together by tape. In the morning, I spoke to the manager and tried to get some kind of compensation, seeing as we'd almost been maimed in our sleep, but he wasn't going to budge. Have either of you sought money back after a bad experience in Japan? Regards, Luke from Suffolk. I mean, in my first apartment in Sendai, in my apartment tour video where Natsuki's there, when he called the vacuum cleaner a fucking cleaner. Great moment. I My air conditioning unit used to be above my pillow, right? And I used mm. to feel a bit uncomfortable at night looking up over this sprawling 10-kilogram 
bloody air conditioning unit and thinking, what if that comes off in an earthquake? It's game over. What a terrible way to end the abroad in Japan oh. story. You know, head in an air conditioning unit. Have you ever tried to get money back, Pete? No, and and I've never um, really sort of fallen foul of an air conditioning unit. I remember, I, um, I remember in a Airbnb in Cluj. Uh, in Romania, I uh, mm. an air conditioning unit um, looked like it was about to fall off, uh, but it was the outside unit rather than the inside unit. Um, every time you close the door, it would sort of have a little bit of a wobble. And say, like, if that falls, that's going to fall about five um, floors, and it's going to oh smash God. into the floor. And those things are really heavy, crazy heavy. Those big brackets you Terrifying. got drill into the side of the house. Wow, it's insane. I, you see, like those big kind of like high rises in in well anywhere really, and you have the air conditioning units outside in hotter climates. And uh, I don't know how they don't just sort of all fall off because they don't. <laughs> they the, the brackets don't look very thick at all, really. I was I'm getting into exquisite technical details on air conditioning units in Romania. I just, I just worry. I just don't know why they're so. I just don't know why they're so so legitimate small. concern, Pete. Legitimate yeah, concern. I'm worried. <laughs> I don't think I've ever tried to get money back on anything in Japan, to be honest, mm. because it's just effort. I tend, if I buy <laughs> some, as long as it's like something not too expensive, I'm just like, ah, oh, I'll just. Put that in the bin. Swallow that. Your mate um, Sean, who lives in Osaka, the uh, yeah. teacher, he uh, he was trying to get, I think, one thousand five hundred yen off a Suica kind of card, um, right. and he had to he had to go to three different offices uh, oh to get God. it changed, and he had to um, like write a letter and fill in forms. Oh He's God. just like, this is just this is just so dull. What one thousand five hundred yen? They <laughs> like did tell, you know they, they wanted to tell you from getting your money back. Like mm. it's just all that paperwork and stuff to go through, isn't there? And like mm. if you deviate from the script in Japan, in any scenario, it all starts to fall <laughs> apart. Like if you go to like a burger <laughs> restaurant and you want to make your own burger, you know you don't want the lettuce or you don't want the yeah. onion. You want to put in a bit of cheese, and it's not like a special restaurant. They're like. Just break the staff. We'll just <laughs> stop talking. Just stand in silence until you just order something that's on well, the menu. Where? You'll be like, "Can I just get <laughs> off the lettuce?" And they'll be like, um, oh, 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 "Oh, I'm not sure." E. And then you just have to go, "Oh, <laughs> fuck it, I'll get the lettuce." So it's not very good at, uh, yeah. It's it's not the best country for getting things done when you're going off script. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, we got a message from uh, Nelson from Sydney. Hello, Nelson. Hello, Drip King Chris and Mr. Shibuya Donaldson. I'm Nelson from Sydney. Long time <laughs> listener, big fan of the channel. Chris, I was re listening to a podcast from January this year when you said you had plans to meet up with Rappe Konatsky once a week for language exchange and beers. I was wondering how that plan went. What pearls of wisdom did you gain or lose? Um, also, for Pete, when Japan finally decides to let you in the country again, any chance of another live outside podcast? I, yeah. My mate uh, Vish, who does uh, Vitushan and Traja, who does the um, Football Ramble podcast, he's uh, just mm. landed at Haneda, um, been whisked Whoa. straight to a uh, hotel, and he's got to isolate for three days. He thinks oh, no. he may very well possibly have a little bit of freedom after the three days of isolation. Um, if I was a betting man, I think he might might be uh, whistling for that personally, but hopefully he'll get to uh, leave the house. So I'm basically, I'm basically sort of living vicariously through him. I've got, mm. oh my God. Get yourself a coolish. Oh my god! Get yourself a mokonomiyaki. <laughs> of course you are. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, he, um, Nelson's asking whether I wanted to go up north in Chris's neck of the woods at this time. It was very enjoyable. Really, listening to the last one you did exploring Tokyo together. I remember it being a very, very hot day. 
that wasn't fun. Look, yeah, that was. I hate that podcast. You're hanging out with that me. That was mate. the worst podcast I've ever done. We, Why we do started you hate off things. Why do you hate I don't good remember, times, Chris? We started that from the Tokyo Creative Office, actually, didn't we? And then we walked through mm. Shibuya, and then we walked to Yoyogi Park. Well, we nearly got run over like eight times while doing this podcast. I'd, if you want to go and listen to it, I think it was sometime in when was it? It must have been like 2019. Um, mm. Yeah, 2019. And it's just me being like, oh my God, there's a car coming. And it's just like, why are we doing this live show podcast thing in the street? It was terrible. Never why again. Why do you good times? Why Never do you hate good times? It was not a good time. <laughs> but uh, I, my, my meet up once a week with Natsuki for language exchange and beers, it lasted for about three weeks. And then it just did, we just ran out of. Well, at least yeah. you did three, mate. At least you did three. <laughs> it just—I actually forgot about that. I—I uh, I did want to get better at Japanese this year. It was one of those moments where, like, you start off the year really pumped up and excited. You think, "Yeah, this mm. is going to be the year that I pass my N1 Japan exam and I'll be fluent and amazing, and I'll speak to Natsuki every week. I'll kill two birds with one stone. I'll speak to Natsuki. Mm. I'll learn some Japanese." And then by February, you're like, "Oh, I'm so busy. I can't be bothered to do anything ever again now." <laughs> and that is exactly what happened. But um, I have seen a lot of Natsuki this year, though. To be fair, we've had a good year for Natsuki. It's, mm. He's been in, I think, more videos than not uh, in this entire year. And as soon <laughs> as we got the we got the final episode of Abroad in Japan, it's Gen- final episode of Journey Across Japan, sorry, coming mm. out later today, fingers crossed. And then after that, we got like another two videos with Natsuki coming out, one on a train hey. and one on a, another island. So I think that's better. Rather than chatting with Natsuki <laughs> over a screen, let's let's have Natsuki on a train and an island. Good stuff. And well done, mate. There Very proud of you. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back to do it over again in the next few days, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you all over again to do it again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Again. Again, again. 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 And watch the cat documentary. Bye. <laughs>